DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Right now we are talking jazz basketball. We're joined by Ryan Miller, who covers the Utah Jazz for KSL.com. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming on. Before we get to the games and that, there's uh, trade speculation out there again today. This is just going to become a pretty common event as we get uh, inside the final month here of the the trade deadline. Rather than have you speak to one specific trade, I want to start by asking you, what do you think the odds are the Jazz make a move? Um, I obviously think they're looking at one. I know they're looking at them. That's their job. But... I like. I have a hard time trying to find one that makes sense. Um, for one, this is just an older team without a lot of future assets. Um, so in the end, I, in the end, I think they're going to have to find a contender or a near contender that also just wants to switch things up, things they need to kind of improve around the fringes as well. Um, that's hard to find. There's a lot of guys that I think could help, but I just don't know a lot of uh, teams that would be like, yeah, you know what, we'll we'll take an an aging player just to kind of get an aging player and. So that I think might have a hard time finding one, but and we we don't know what Danny Ainge is going to do. Like that's a whole, that throws a whole new wrench into everything because yeah, like we, we kind of knew how Dennis Lindsay worked, we knew how Justin Zanuck did things. We don't really know how Danny Ainge does things here in Utah. We and if he does things how he did them in Boston, yeah, he's he's looking everywhere and he's and he, I don't think he's going to have any uh, worry about feelings or if he's offending anyone when he pulls the trigger. So how sad are we? Are we, are we going to be when Joe Ingles is traded? Oh man, just going right at that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I, I know there's a lot of rumors speculating around, but there's there's been the case for a couple of years. I know you guys had him on last week or so and talking to him about it. And like, you know, I, I think it would be a crushing blow. Like, like uh, maybe not so much on the court right now, but I think there is a reason why this locker room works so well together. Um, they like each other. They really do. And that's not, that's, that's a unique thing. As many people, it's cliche and dumb and it's not the most exciting thing to talk about, but there is a reason why teams succeed and why they don't. And some of that is that they just like playing for each other. This team loves Joe Ingles. They love Joe Ingles. They love Jordan Clarkson. And so, yeah, you can point to all the like, Oh man, they're not playing great right now, but sometimes trading a player away that's not playing that great does have a negative effect on everything else. So I think it would be a risk to trade someone that is so intricate to the locker room. How much are you concerned by the Jazz uh, going on a losing streak, and how much do you think uh, the first half of the season doesn't really matter? Yeah, that is, that's the big question right now, right? Um, I've like they they made it clear at the very beginning of this thing, at the very beginning of this season that like look the regular season doesn't matter. I think that there it's but this feels like it's just one, more than one or two losses without Rudy Gobert because because if that's the end it's like okay they didn't have their best player he's probably a top ten guy in the NBA or close to it. Yeah, you're going to struggle without him. But I think why these this recent one just feels worse. It was just so reminiscent of what happened against the Clippers last season. Like after that series, you could have pointed to like, oh well, we didn't have Donovan Mitchell, we didn't have Mike Conley. Um, that's why they were so bad at the point of attack on defense. But then you look at Monday when you have both of those guys healthy, and it's like, okay, no one could really stay in front of anyone anyway. So it all kind of makes you retroactively go back and think maybe that those injuries didn't matter in the end. And, because, and so 
um, the, the problem still exists. And so that's why I think it feels worse, because really in the end, you're going to ask Rudy Gobert to still be in two places at once. I don't know if he can do that. He's really good at doing that. But in the playoffs, teams are better at taking away what teams want to do. And so, and so yeah, like I think that's why it just has this stinging feeling of like, okay, they, they haven't corrected any of the problems that have been their downfall in the last two playoff series. And so that's why it just feels worse right now. Now you can look back at everything else and all the numbers to the last two regular seasons and be like, you know, this is a really good defensive team. Maybe we are overreacting over – two games without uh, with a bunch of 10 10 day contract guys and whatnot and that very well may be the case or it, it could just be how you're feeling and be like okay no they haven't corrected anything and they need to correct something or the same thing's going to happen come april and may it's interesting when you look at the team, you know, because you've got your team and how it's playing, but then you have to look at your team versus the competition. And so if you're not all that great, but you're better than the competition, it's like the old yeah. thing, you know, I don't have to be faster than the bear, I just need to be faster than you if uh, we're in, in that situation. So I'm, 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 con- I'm wondering, you know, thinking of maybe looking back, instead of looking ahead, worrying about Phoenix and the Warriors, how about the Grizzlies? No, my goodness, right? And that, and that's, and that's kind of why you look at it, and you're like, look, these teams are have you, the Grizzlies are the perfect example. Like they went, they, that is not the same team the Jazz played last year. If they go and play that team in the playoffs, it's like, do they beat them? And so you, you're suddenly looking through the rosters, and you're like, yeah, okay, you have the Suns, you have the Warriors, you have the Grizzlies. Like the Jazz haven't competed very highly against some of the top teams in the league this season. Now, some of that might be because they don't care as much about the regular season as they did last year or as the Grizzlies do this year. Um, and, and that's why it's like you almost have to like you're, you – it's hard to kind of pinpoint what the problem is or where they're at because you don't know the level of teams' motivations right now. And we can go on to that conversation of is 82 games too much and is what, what, whatnot. But I think you have to almost guess. And the best guess is to look, okay, what, did we change a lot? Did we change enough? Like, yeah, they brought Rudy Gay in, and that's great, and he does give them a different look on defense. Eric Pascal also kind of the same thing if they want to play him. But it's like, did is their main core changed enough to really think, okay, this is a different team than it was last year when it comes to the playoffs? And Because and, the Grizzlies are better. The Warriors are better. This is going to be a better Western Conference and, than probably last season was when it comes to that, at least the top-end teams. And so – you look at it and you're like, are, how confident are you at any of those top eight? You look at any of the playoff teams and you're like, is there a for sure win right now? And I think last year you walked in, you're like, yeah, they're going to beat everybody outside the Clippers or Suns pretty easily. And that's kind of what the case was. And so I think you, I think this team has taken a step back for now. But then again, it might just be they do not care as much about the regular season. And you, you had Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell tweeting out on Monday, like, look, failure is in final. We'll be okay. Like, everything is probably going to be all right. We're overreacting to a, a January swoon because it's January in the NBA and it's hard to get up for every game. But when Donovan gets up, in oh, well, gets up, but he, in the Zoom conference after the game, twice on this road trip, and talks about attention to detail, focus, sustained effort. We get their shorthanded now, and they miss Gobert big time. Get it? We don't have to debate that. Yeah. But that inability to focus 
consistently throughout the entire game and to hit a flat spot and just kind of tune out for a little while, that will crush you in the playoffs. And that's what Donovan has been saying the last two games, and he's right. But do you trust the Jazz to get to the point where they are locked in and doing it right all the time because they've been losing to some of the bottom teams of the league even when they had Gobert? Yeah, and, and that's what's so weird. And you can look back, and again, you always you like. I know you got to move forward eventually, but without the, a big change, you kind of always have to look back to how they handled situations before. And you look back at what happened in Game Six, like, like they had a huge lead, a ginormous lead that you should never give up in a playoff situation. And it wasn't just gone in twenty or twenty-four minutes and a half. It was gone in a quarter. And so it's like you you look at it and you're like this this is a trend for this team when they when it slips it slips and they fall and it like and so is that some like do they have the mental strength to kind of overcome those things because like you you don't have much proof to say yes they do in the playoffs they will get they will they will all come together and it'll be fine and so yeah like you have to have those wonders or you have to wonder if this is just them like if this is the best they can be and if they go and score a ton and they go out on this huge lead and overwhelm teams and those and break them yeah they're going to be just fine but if a team kind of comes back and punches back you there's a lot of evidence to say they they haven't had the strength to kind of fight back when the other teams are actually coming for them. And so it, it is interesting. And that, that's, and then, yeah, like Donovan, like it was really interesting his reactions because after Saturday, it was like forceful. I'm going to, I'm kind of calling my team out. And then Monday, it was almost like, I don't know what else to do type thing. This is like, I hope this isn't us, but it might be us. It almost felt defeated. And, and it's like, against the Pistons like we're really having those are talks about against the Pistons and so that, that's why it's a little worrisome um if you're a Jazz fan yeah I, I would be I would be hoping for a trade probably just because they, they I think they do need another piece to and maybe it's an attitude thing maybe it's a skill thing but there there is something that's just quite not right right now and you can go back to years on end and it's always kind of been there and they've just had things to overcome them and the last two games just put a pretty big spotlight back onto it what do you see in this house kid is he a, a, a potential get minutes guy as far as a wing defender you know i these 10-day contracts are so hard because one and it kind of goes back to everything what we're saying is just you're throwing these guys out and just hoping for the best like the jazz system is so based around rudy gobert that it's like you, you we haven't really seen what these guys can do with him and so it's hard to see but yeah may, maybe like he's probably played the best out of these 10 day guys and i think they are trying it's like they have two open roster spots so it's like they are tearing through these guys they just get signed another 10 day guy a few minutes ago um, and so it's like they're they're looking for bodies and someone who can defend. That's really all it is at this point. It's like if they can find a versatile defender that also isn't a like that can at least kind of threaten from the three point line. Like we don't need a forty percent guy. We just need someone who can keep the team honest. And that is and so I think I don't know maybe like. I, I think the fact that they're still signing them, even with the guys starting to come back, probably says that 
they don't think it's Dan Wellhouse, but but you know he I think he's played well in the spot minutes he's had. Uh, he showed some things that they've needed, especially like against Toronto. Throw him out there, bam, let let him go go just go play. And I think that's probably the biggest thing right now is just seeing a player go play. And if they can have that talent, have that skill, then yeah, they can bring him in and kind of work him in on the system. But I think we'll continue to see more ten days, ten days, ten days until until they find someone they really, really like. PK wrote a column this week about Donovan Mitchell, long-term, does he resign, does he leave? The third contract is different than the second one. The teams don't have as much say. As a matter of fact, they really, all they can do is, they can offer more money, so they have that, and they can offer an extra year. So they got that. But it's really on the player. What do you think Donovan's going to do? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting conversation to have now. It's like his first year of his new contract, but... Um, like I think the social justice issues more than anything have probably made him think twice about staying here for a long term because I think he really likes Utah. I think he likes the team. I think he loves Coach Snyder. Like it's given him an avenue to be a star and be a star for his entire NBA career. Those things matter, and like they obviously have brought everything around him to make him happy. And I think he realizes, and I know there was this whole two years ago and the whole coronavirus that him and Rudy Gobert were not going to work out. I think he realizes he's a better player with Rudy Gobert. I think he realizes that Rudy Gobert helps him so much. Um, so I think I think in the end he'll probably he I think he'll always lean Utah, but no, he's like I, you look at the All Star voting stuff and he's what saying eighth in guards and it's like this is a star of the big time star of a Western Conference contender like just those two things combined probably should be he should be higher than that and so like if that's his mind that he wants to be at the top of the league the star the face of face of a big franchise yeah i could see him kind of wanting to go somewhere else and maybe not having to deal with you know a bunch of social justice issues like he's had to talk about a lot of stuff in the last few years that he probably wishes he didn't have to talk about and so and so there's a lot of things but you know i i don't i think that is so far from his mind right now and so far from everyone's mind that it's like it is what it is. Like obviously, speculation happens, and it's it's an interesting conversation. But yeah, it, there's so many things that can happen from now till the end of his contract that could alter that. That it's kind of just throwing a dart against the board and thinking, hey, maybe maybe he doesn't, maybe he stays, maybe he, maybe they win a two championships, and of course he's not leaving. So it's just a, it's, yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint. But no, I like I wouldn't be shocked if he wanted to look elsewhere just based off the things that he's had to deal with here. Well, Ryan, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for hopping on with us. Well, thank you guys. Anytime, man. Ryan Miller joining us. Covers the Utah Jazz for KSL.com. Joe Varden covers the NBA for The Athletic. He's going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. More on Donovan and recent reports about Donovan and the ongoing constant speculation. Yeah, and we, when we come back, we'll tell you the Jazz signed a player. Uh, the, the social stuff, I think you have more prominence here. You go to New York. You, you, One of the, the many voices. The line's out the door. I mean, they've got hundreds of people here. It's big news. Inevitably, somebody writes about whatever his latest thing is. So you can make a difference here. And if you want to be somebody, what are you going to, you going to go do what everybody else has done? 
go go someplace. Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, uh, LeBron. We will get to that coming up. DJ and PK. We've also got Jazz tickets to give giveaway coming up. Right now, though, Rod Rex joins us. And Lendright Mortgage has a deal. You can tap the equity on, use the new 2022 conventional loan limit. So with the new year, everything's changing, Rod? Right now, yeah, you can get a loan on those 2022 loan limits that uh, increased by almost $100,000 over last year's limits. So with that record high equity most Utah homeowners have right now, there's no better time to jump in, get that equity while you can still get a low fixed rate on a first mortgage and get that money out so you can either consolidate debt, do a remodel, do an addition, uh, get some money out to invest it, buy a second property or put the money into the market, uh, put that equity to work for you instead of just sitting there. So right now, do it with those new loan limits and you can still get a great fixed rate. 30-year rates are in the low threes and the 15 years are in the mid twos. So act now. And those rates are moving? Unfortunately, yeah. All of us in the industry are, are sad to see those record interest rates go, but they have already moved up about three-eighths of a percent just in the first few days of the new year here. And the Federal Reserve is already projected to do a minimum of three federal funds rate increases this year, as well as they're stopping all of their mortgage-backed security purchases by March. And all of those actions are going to push rates higher. Uh, by the end of this year, we could be considerably higher, uh, 2 to 3% higher than where we're at right now. So act now because that will save you a ton of money and interest to lock in the low rates we've got right now. Lenderite Mortgage, you like to say you don't just match the other lender's price, you crush it. How do you do that? The way we do that is just because we're an independent mortgage broker. So instead of being the actual lender who lends you money, we have contracts with the premier wholesale lenders across the country. What we do is go out and we shop for each individual client to find the lender that's got the absolute lowest cost on rate and fees. And then we quote you using that lender. And if you compare us to any other lender out there, your bank, credit union, any other online lender or mortgage broker, our costs, you'll find us to be usually several thousand dollars lower than than the other lenders that you'll find quotes from. And so our mantra is if we can't save you at least a thousand dollars over any other lender out there, we'll give you a a check for a thousand dollars. So for people who want more info or for people who want to get the ball rolling right now, how do they get a hold of you? Right now, call our team. They're standing by and can answer all your questions. And if you're just curious about what rates and fees would be for a purchase or refinance, they can shop our network and you can reach them at 801 Approve or visit us at LendRightMortgage.com. 801 Approve. 801 Approve or LendRightMortgage.com. Online at LendRightMortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. We've seen the Jazz be great without Rudy. 
they were great against Denver without Rudy. They've shown that ability to go out there and get it done. Whiteside has shown the ability to be as good of a defender, if not better than what Derek Favors was last year. Like we said early in the season, like, wow, not only did the Jazz replace Derek Favors, they may have exceeded Derek Favors. But when you lose three in a row and the rest of the NBA is laughing at you because they're like, yeah, that's who we thought you were. You're nothing defensively without Rudy Gobert. If I'm Rudy Gobert, I take these last three games and then I submit it to every NBA voter and say, who's your defensive player of the year now? It's me again, because look at what these guys are doing without me. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. All right, we promised you two things before the break. We're going to deliver on both of them right now. <laughs> First off, you want to see the Cavaliers and the Jazz play tonight? Yeah. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Be caller number 12 right now. 855-340-ZONE. we got two tickets to the game. If you don't win now, we got another pair at 930. And then we'll have tickets on the half hour, every hour, all day long here on the zone. Hot diggity. You. Cavs are an emerging team, too. Oh, they really are, yeah. Fun team to watch. Yep. Got Jim. a lot of size. Got some good guards. Jim just got a new extension. Yeah, Evan Mobley. Future's Ocean bright. Player out of USC. Yes. Former Kevin Trojan. Lung, old guy out of UCLA. <laughs> uh, you promised Nephew of Mike Love, lead singer of the Beach Boys. Yes. Who just turned 80. Yes. Rod Stewart, two days ago, turned 77. You still think he's sexy? Do you still want his body? Nope. <laughs> Actually saw him channel surfing one night when I got home from work. He was on one of the late night shows, and he was singing his newest newest hit, whatever it is, or newest song. I don't know if it's a hit. And it's a hit uh, in my world, buddy. <laughs> Rod the bod. <laughs> and my wife's like, oh, he's done. <laughs> he's not done. Done. D-U-N, done. He's just barely getting started, man. <laughs> nope. Done. done. Sugar. Done. Sugar. The thrill is gone. The magic is history. Sure, you, she wasn't talking about you? Uh, she probably was talking about <laughs> both of us, to be honest. And, you know, it's fair. And you just thought it was Rod? <laughs> but no, she's making eye contact with Rod at that point. Okay. He's good. He's an old man. He shouldn't be up there uh, singing like he's 25 on TV. Hasn't, made, hasn't aged as gracefully oh, as some of the other stars. How old are the Eagles now? They're touring. They... Well, one's dead. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> so. <laughs> but the others have aged gracefully. You go on the show. Oh, the three. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! It's yeah, here. That's what I May twenty fifth. I know. That's what I thought. Yeah. And uh, Vince Gill's the youngster, so they replaced Glenn Fry with uh, Vince Gill, which is pretty much like replacing Joel DiMaggio with Mickey Mantle, because Vince Gill has like twenty three Grammys. I mean, he's a superstar unto his own right. And he's married, of course, to Amy Grant. Uh, but the uh, the bulk of the three guys who've been in there the longest, they're in their early 70s, I think. They're 73 to 74. I don't, I don't need them to dance around. I just need them to sing. <laughs> Play the music. It, that's pretty much, they just bring out the stools and the mics and, and there they that's go. That's all they ever did anyway. Right, exactly. I mean, so it's not, easy. Yeah. 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 It's like Mick's got to come with a lot of energy because you expect him to be bouncing across some huge Which stage. Which he did and there's 78. Right, and there's probably some one arm of the stage that goes out into the crowd a Which couple hundred did. feet. Right. And if he doesn't bounce out on that thing two or three times during the show, you're like, yeah, Mick's lost a step. 
But the Eagles, that that was yeah. their shtick isn't changing. No, they get up. We there come out. I lean tunes. on the stool. <laughs> I play some tunes. You sing along. Yeah. You give me money. We get in our twenty-five cabs, like twenty-five Yankees, going to twenty-five <laughs> hotels, and we're out of here. It works. Yeah, we'll be here for the. I intend to go to that show. I've already made a call. Nice. <laughs> I'm willing to pay. <laughs> it's need something a little. But I want it as close as possible. Absolutely, some good seats for the little lady, huh? Yeah. Screw that. I want it for me. <laughs> well, you're going to be sitting next to her, so it's, it's a package deal. More worried about me. <laughs> All right. She can tag along and have the good seats, too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You promised people jazz news before the break. You thought you could distract me with all the talk. But no. Focused. Like a laser. Jazz have gotten another 10-day deal. They're piling them up. Right? I can't keep track of all of them. Uh, this is a kid that represents both of us. He's a Phoenix kid, and he went over to San Jose State, and then, I think, uh, his last year, transferred home to play for Bobby Hurley in Arizona State. It's a good thing he got to play for Bobby Hurley, because I don't know how long Bobby Hurley's going to be there, because they suck. Uh, And his name is Zylan Cheatham. He is all sorts of athletic. In fact, he's more athletic than he is player, I think. He's in the 6'8 range or something. You're looking it up there? I was actually looking up to see uh, what he shoots. Uh, but he's got, you know, he's got serious hops. Yeah. And he's bounced around a little bit. They list him at 6'5". No, he's long. He's longer than 6'5", isn't he? That's so that's the thing. He may be longer, but he's not taller. Donovan Mitchell's 6'3", and has a, almost a 7-foot wingspan. There's so. no way Mitchell is 6'3". Donovan Mitchell's been listed at 6'3", <laughs> during just, various times in his career, but I've stood next to I'm Donovan Mitchell. Saying, I do not believe Donovan Mitchell is 6'3". There are fudging of heights going yeah. on all over the place. I don't stand anywhere near Donovan Mitchell anymore. I'm aware. Nor am I planning to any time in the near future. The world has changed. Yeah. But back when I did such things, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's not 6'3". But to your point, guys are longer. And that's why all the teams are measuring wingspan. Where the top of your head is doesn't come into play that often. How long is your wingspan? And do you have the ability, well, especially for a big man, that second jump? Oh, absolutely. How quick can you get back up? Why did Kirilenko make a lot of money, and why was he all the rage early in his career? And you can go to reading the novels in the locker room and whatever late in his career. But early in his career, spectacular the way he hit the floor and go back up a second time. How much bounce do you have? This kid, Cheatham, has a fair amount of bounce. I don't think he's not a pure shooter by any stretch. I mean, he was a free agent. I think he played made it with New Orleans. And uh, yeah. did, he have, did he have He was. He was there, and he played like four games. Yeah. So. Mostly a G League dude. Right. Most recently. But do they look game. at him as a project? They get in, they get to know him. I don't know. You have to go back. They interview a lot of guys. I mean, they, they've brought through 100 guys leading up to a draft. And they're always tracking to see who improves. Can you double back and find someone at 24 who wasn't ready earlier, but who keeps improving? And we always bring up Joe Ingles, and we always bring up Royce. They're the two recent examples. But the minivan, to a degree, as well. And to another degree, Clarkson. Now, Clarkson's floor was higher, but he has continued to improve. But he's bounced around in his career before he found a home. How much can you improve? 23, 24, 25, 26. If you can keep improving, there's a chance you break through. 
And all these COVID signings are giving more guys a chance to get a look and show what they can do. Yeah, and that's good for those types. Yeah. Because they're all looking for a chance. They're all fighting, scratching, clawing, trying to make it in this world. Make the dream NBA. happen. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of cool for these young fellas to get this So one of them was getting heckled. Uh, one of the guys the son signed was getting heckled by a fan, apparently. You know, you're not an NBA guy. And, attend, blah, blah, blah. and apparently Chris Paul went over and let him have it. The fan? Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. The only thing I think of is you're drunk. You're a drunk you think or it, you're an do you idiot. Think, you think it impresses people? You're the tough guy. You stood up to no, the... No one goes to a game to, to be entertained you. by a fan. <laughs> I wish fans understood that, and they think they're funny. No, you're a loser is what you are. Just go to the game, sit there and watch the game. Don't spoil it for people around you. They're paying good money to be there. A lot of times they got kids. They don't want to hear your profanity. They want to hear your stupid comments. Well, I'm not going to be sitting down there with my kids, but I don't want to hear your profanity and your stupid comments. I like to watch the world's best. I said best. sometimes, right, yeah. yeah. I like to watch the world's best athletes do amazing stuff that nobody else can do. Cheer, and even if you want to boo, I'm okay with boo. But then that's it. But <laughs> you're running. Yeah, you're, you're running commentary. And I mean, hol- I would never boo. Right. You're running but commentary it, and hilarious. Uh, uh, nobody <laughs> goes to the game for that. I used to work as a teacher, and I would tell the kid who, because invariably there was one, if not multiple, in every class. Nobody's thinking, boy, I want to go to school today, and I don't want to learn about algebra. I want to listen to Johnny because he's so funny. Oh, is that what you do to go at the kid yeah, who yeah. tried to rattle the sub? Because there's always a kid in a class who wants to go after a sub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you go right back at him. That's yeah. For you. No one <laughs> thinks you're funny. You're just making a fool of yourself. You think people want to be like you. No, they don't. They're laughing at you, not with you. And why anybody would go and ridicule someone who's trying to make it? In the I league. think that was part of Chris Paul's thing. And then the other thing, I guess, that came up was that uh, the guys who are in the league know how close they are to getting games canceled, which cancels paychecks. And, man, you're Chris Paul. Like, how many more championships shots are you going to have at the championship? And maybe you get it and maybe you don't. They appreciate all the guys who are picking up their lives and moving to wherever and filling in to keep the thing going. The only time I would think about booing is if you give lack of effort. That's, yeah, the, that's not what that's ten, the guys one on the thing. Guys on the ten day are not the ones Obviously who are going to be guilty not. of that. That's the only thing that gets under my skin is lack of effort. No, I cannot accept that. And Larry Miller used to speak about that. You, you, you're not going to make shots all the time. You're not going to win. You're probably going to lose more in terms of you look at it winning the title. Uh, but just give me whatever you got. I don't care. What the sport is. We're talking about this the other day We had, when we had on uh, uh, Brian Taylor. And guys said, I hate golf, blah, 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 blah. It's not about golf. Or we talked about soccer last week when they were uh, with the acquisition. So, yeah. And it's, I don't care whether you like the sport or not. Turn it off if you don't like it. But the thing that drives me to it, and I'm not a big soccer guy. I'll be the first to admit. But if I see men, women, I don't care who they are. If they're out there giving everything they got, 
It's the competition aspect of it that draws me in. So that's how come I can watch it. And for years when I worked at the Watchdog, I can cover women's sports or whatever because those young gals, and then I, I actually I did cover some WNBA, a uh, little older women, and they were, they were balling. They're giving everything they got. And if you're giving everything you got, I'm in. Because that's the fun part. That's the essence of me, is to watch the competition of it and see people try to, whatever it's, whatever the purpose is, whether it's to forward the ball or put the ball in the back of the net or hit the ball into the little hole, whatever it might be. That, that's the aspect that draws me. It's not even necessary. And obviously, I got more, I'm, the, the more major sports I'm more of a fan of. Uh, we, all, we all get that. But all I need is people competing against people and both sides giving everything they got. And, and that's the cool thing about this, all these 10 dayers, is they're running around with their heads cut off when they get in. And that, <laughs> that's fun. That's fun for me. I appreciate it because I identify with that. So, does Cheatham have upside? And the answer is probably not. Probably but, not. He's because how old is he now? But it, uh, he's twenty four. Right, he's still young. But but he's been three but years. But in San Diego State, he could not shoot the three a lick no. under twenty percent. He's he, not a shooter. He red shirts for a year. He's athletic. He goes to Arizona State, sits a year, then he plays a year, and he didn't shoot a lot of them. But he did shoot forty four percent on the college three. So is this a guy who's? A good shooting coach and 10,000 reps away from breaking through, everybody is looking for the diamond in the rough. Everybody needs good rotation players on the cheap because you're paying so many guys and you can't pay everybody. Is he that guy? Probably not. But everybody's trying to find that guy, and the answer is always probably not. And then sometimes it turns out to be yes anyway. Was Royce that guy? Probably not, but it turned out to be yes. It does catch my eye that he shot 44%. It's only 25 shots, but he couldn't shoot a lick at San Diego State. And I'm betting he spent a lot of his redshirt year trying to find a spot on the court behind the three-point line where he could hit that shot. All right, DJ and PK, we're going to take a break. Coming up, we're uh, 45 minutes away from giving more, away more jazz tickets. We are 20 minutes away from talking to Joe Varden, who covers the NBA for The Athletic. And uh, PK, because you hear stuff periodically, you have written a column this week on uh, Donovan Mitchell. Should he stay or should he go? A decision that's still a ways off, but at least we're in the contract now where that becomes a topic. We will get to that next. Stay with us. This is Unripe. You guys are doing a hell of a job. I just believe it can't be status quo for Utah. Because if it's status quo, USC, Oregon are gonna go, they're gonna blow by Utah in the next couple of years. Utah's got to get bolt. They got to get creative. They got to get outside the box. They got to get some big time recruits, bigger than what they've been getting. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLSports.com. The John Watson Chevrolet High School Player of the Week Award is presented weekly to the top prep boys and girls basketball players in northern Utah. This week's winners were Tamea Gardner from Fremont High and Hunter Schenk from Weber High. See why new and used car buyers give John Watson Chevrolet more five-star reviews than any other Chevy dealer in Utah. John Watson Chevrolet, your five-star Chevy dealer. So, PK, you wrote a column this week about Donovan Mitchell. It has been a topic on and off. I haven't wanted to discuss it at all because he wasn't even in the contract from which he could leave. But now he is, so I guess I'll I'll cross the threshold well, and be the, willing to talk about it. I'm not a it. big dog. The big dogs have been talking about it. Yeah. Who are the big dogs? Uh, Wendy. Brian Windhorst. Yeah. 
I mean, he mentioned it last year. That's one of the reasons why they brought in Dwayne Wade. Before the contract actually even went into effect, because it didn't go into effect until this year, right? Right. He signed it before the season, the way the rules are. You sign it going into your last season, and then it kicks in right. the following season. So basically, what, your fifth year? Is that the way it works? And and then you you know receive an enormous raise. Sweet! Yeah. And, and that's the way it is. I mean, he's going to be rich beyond wildest dreams, probably. Although he came from affluence, for sure. Let's never forget that. Uh, and good for him. Uh, and he's taken advantage of it and put himself in this position to be a great ball player. Kicked him up to twenty-eight million bucks, and his salary will go to thirty, to thirty-two, to thirty-five, to thirty-seven. But the thirty-seven's the option year; he can opt out of in the summer of twenty twenty-five. Well, that'll be here before you know it. I know. <laughs> or you could you can also do like uh, basically you know you can have the ongoing drama that Carmelo Anthony had with the Nuggets. You know that be that that strung out. It was like it was constantly a topic. And LeBron in Cleveland that last year, and I had been told a year before that he was going. The Lakers knew he was coming. He was going there. I said it on the air, and uh, that's exactly what happened. So those things are out there. Uh, I, I just think that you know this market size. I I get it. This is a smaller market, but I also think if you're good enough, you can achieve whatever you want. What didn't the statues achieve? They didn't win a title. But uh, what they, didn't they receive? What they didn't pretty they much shot everything else. Yeah, yeah, because Stockton got his NBA records that still stand. They don't appear to be challenged. Malone's still the second leading scorer, and he's still a two-time MVP. And he's done they, national commercials. And mm-hmm. Stockton could have done any anything he, he wanted. Didn't he didn't want, want to. to, right? And that's and his choice. They both went to two Olympics, and they were on the dream team. They were on the most famous Olympic team. Other teams have come along, and they'll no, win, they'll and they'll be, be impressive. Like that. But that was no. that was a one-shot deal. Yeah, yeah. It was the ultimate. Magic and Bird and Jordan generations passing of the torch. I mean, it was the only dream team that came close was on the billboards on I-15. It was you, me, Ian, uh, Fox, uh, uh, Gordon, and Bojack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. When I we went and pulled off the side and took pictures and I showed it to my mother, you wouldn't believe her language. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, my wife said that about my dad driving by, driving down the freeway and dad saw that, and he was just like, no way. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a little surprised, too. I'm not going to kid you. I told you. And then they had just the two of us one, uh, but for it, a while with did. these massive headshots. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and one of my buddies. I got a large skull in the first place, but they made it like 20 feet across. One of my buddies who was, he's now the editor of the Orange County Register, not the sports editor, but the overall, the yeah. editor, which, which actually is the Southern California News Group. So he's way up there. And he was covering SC for them at the time, and he's he drives in when they when the SC came up to Provo to play, mm-hmm. and he lands here and he's just driving down driving down the freeway. Sees and he sees it like you're two or three times. <laughs> he gets there, calls me up. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> A little prep guy in uh, in uh, LA, but I think you can achieve everything here. I, I really do. I mean, you they did they didn't win the title. But Nash didn't win the title. Ewing didn't win the title. Barkley didn't win the title. On down the line. Yeah. How many titles has Iverson got? And Iverson and Ewing were in massive media markets. Philly and New York. I mean, and they're they're two hours apart. They're virtually connected. So I don't know that media market is going to give you a title. You don't know that, man. Tim Duncan actually won five of them. And he's out there 
minutes from Mexico, metaphorically. You know what I mean? So it's it's about your team. And I think that it's possible here. Is it improbable? Maybe. Is it harder? Yeah. But that's what would make it sweeter. Well, Look at what yeah. just happened when they retired Dirk's jersey. Now, Dallas is a top 10 media market. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a long way from the I-95 corridor and all that. So in its own way, it's out of the way. But it's out of the way in a massive way. But he had the one title. What do you and, man, want? They celebrated. What is Durant going to get? Who's Durant? He's rich. He's a Hall of Famer. But who is he? You know, when you attach, he's a jazz man. Uh, Cal Ripken's an, an Oriole. Uh, Tony Gwynn's a Padre. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's a Dodger. You know what I mean? So who does Donovan Mitchell want to be? Does he want to be? And we can't really go Stockton Malone. I mean, they were they were retired, and I guess he was alive. I'd have to check his birthday, but he was born when they won the title. But way before he's going to have any memory of them. Who he's at Stockton Malone aren't going to resonate. They're old guys to him. When you said they won the title, they didn't win the title when they went to the finals. Oh, Sorry. okay. Um, but Kobe, Kobe's Duncan, a Laker man. Magic's Nowitzki. a Laker. Yeah. There's three guys who are in Donovan's wheelhouse because he is a sports historian and he was a fan at a young age. And there's three guys who stayed where they started and won. Kobe of the three, Kobe and Duncan both came close to leaving. Duncan almost went to Orlando and didn't. And there was a time Kobe was going to go across the hallway to the Clippers, but then he didn't. So stuff gets frayed and it gets tense and there's plenty of speculation. And that's not the same thing as leaving. That stuff happens. People get to be human, That's have business. emotions, wonder. It's business, and they're curious about choices they see other guys making. Because for all those guys that I can say are one team guys, you just listed all the guys who did move. And so, advising Donovan, I come up with a different answer than predicting Donovan. And don't relationships matter? Isn't Ryan Smith? Isn't he cutting edge? Young guy. Hat backwards, the way he appears, the way he speaks, bringing Dwayne Wade on, these young tech guys, young, relatively speaking, from the business standpoint, not from a professional athlete timeline standpoint, because if you're 40, you're young in the business world, but you know, you're know right. you done as an athlete. We understand that. But you got all these guys here, and, and what, do you, what do you want, man? See, I think the, the relationship that really mattered, and, and the ownership does matter, Stockton and Malone, and it, and it mattered, and certainly Carl has spoken about it at length and gotten really emotional speaking about it. The relationship with Larry mattered because there was a father figure role going on there, and he didn't have one. Yeah, I don't and know that mattered. But that, I really but think, but I really think the relationship they had with Sloan, they had other players come through, they saw what was happening on other teams, the new guys on other teams, and they thought, well, we got here, we shouldn't mess with. And I think Donovan's got that with Quinn. Now, is Quinn going to be Jerry, and how long is he going to stay? Well, there's, there's a whole other discussion, a whole other segment. But if you got a coach who tailors things to you, and you got a great relationship, and you got a lot of trust in him, that should be something that's hard to walk away from. Because we know how it works with coaching in the NBA. Guys are here, and guys are gone. Even good be, be, coaches. Be different. Be Kobe, be Duncan, be Nowitzki. Or be LeBron, 
be Durant, be Kyrie Irving, be James Harden. Plenty of guys have moved. Your choice. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Rod Rex is here. He and Lynn Wright Mortgage have some deals for you to hear about. He was telling you interest rates were going to go up, and they have. And he's also telling you he can get you the lowest rate available. Right, Rod? Yeah, that's the great thing about Lend Right Mortgage is we're totally on the side of our clients. And what that means is we go out, independently shop the premier lenders in the country. Uh, so these aren't just small, no-name lenders. Uh, they are the actual largest mortgage lenders in the country. And because of their scale and because of our contracts with those lenders, we can provide pricing that is unmatched by any bank, credit union, online lender. And that's the ability we have to pass those savings onto our clients just by leveraging those relationships and the wholesale lending channel to deliver the absolute lowest combination of rate and fees you can possibly find. And we just back it all with a $1,000 lowest rate guarantee. We say, go out, Shop all the lenders you want. Come to us. We'll give you a quote from our best lender. If we can't save you at least $1,000, we'll give you a $1,000 check. Keep in mind, most of the time, we'll save you way more than 1000 One of the examples is comparing the largest credit union today on a $500,000 purchase loan. They're at 3.5% on their interest rate, and their closing costs are 7200 bucks at that same interest rate we actually have a $6,400 credit rather than cost. So it's a difference of $13,600 overall. If you're looking to buy, if you're looking to refinance, you got more questions, get a hold of Rod. Rod, how should they reach out to you? Best thing to do is just call our team. One of our originators will take great care of you. It's 801-APPROVE or visit us online at lendrightmortgage.com. 801-APPROVE or LendRightMortgage.com. 801-APPROVE is the number to call. Thanks, Rod. Thank you.